0: i'm just, just a teenage dirtbag baby. baby okay every time i turn on social media that song gets stuck in my head i can't get it out of my head what was the song that we had in our stuck in our head yesterday from beetlejuice um, um, um. oh gosh day me say day oh daylight come and me wanna go home Day. Day Misa Day, Misa day, 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 me and okay, if any adults listening to this, you're welcome, cause the song's gonna be stuck in your head for like hours. Yeah. <sighs> day. And honestly, we're probably gonna watch Beetlejuice again tonight. And then all of us are gonna be humming it. Literally, I was humming it to the point where I was annoying myself yesterday. Oh my gosh. She's Louise. Alright, guys. Okay. Anyways, let's get to the point reading to kids podcast you have to stop this secret series by pseudonymous bosh same same that's the first hundred and something chapters chapter uh, book number five chapter 18 page one six seven chapter 18 a midnight meeting it would be hard to over overstate that the shock sorry i was trying to hold in a burp let me start that over okay It would be hard to overstate the shock Cass, Yoyoji, and Max Ernest felt when they saw that their old nemesis, Dr. L, was sitting by the campfire behind Pietro's trailer. This was the man who had nearly succeeded in sucking out Benjamin Blake's brains through his nostrils and who had later brainwashed the boy into spying on his friends. Benjamin was now being homeschooled again and, thankfully, was doing very well. The man who had lured Cass... What? Let me guess, he's sitting on a lawn chair. I think they're all sitting on logs, according to the picture. Okay. Um, the man who had lured, lured Cass and Max Ernest abroad his boat and then even tried to feed them to sharks. The man who'd helped Miss Mavis build their secret chocolate plantation on, on the backs of slave children. The man that they last seen dressed in the Renaissance court, courtier casually ostracizing a lopsided duel between Yo-Yoji and the deadly Lord Pharaoh. He was one of the leaders of the Midnight Sun, their sworn enemy. And there he was, sitting on a lawn chair next to Pietro. How did you know that? You just read that. Uh-uh. You're such a liar. Yes, you did. You already read it. I know I did. <laughs> this morning. This morning. Ah, you read without me, you little sneak reader. I was bored. Um, on a lawn chair next to Pietro and the other member of the Turkish society, exactly as if he were one of them. Peanuts, after Dr. Doctor L offered after holding us up a striped bag of classic circus snacks. They're so much better in the shell. <sighs> I've forgotten. Also, it doesn't even matter what time of the day it is, I'm always yawning. Oh, what is with? Big, you're snoring <laughs> Maybe. Um, Pietro smiled. My brother and I, we used to climb up the trapeze and throw peanuts at the clown, said Pietro in his Italian accent, noticeably stronger than and warmer than his brothers we laughed and laughed but then we were always too scared to climb back down Ti luciano dr l chuckled that's because the clowns were waiting to throw us in the water with the seals the sight of these two men looking very much like the man in his 70s or 80s the other looking half that age reminiscing together about would have what would have been odd, even if you didn't know about it, and the intense animosity between them? Under the circumstances, it was unspeakably weird. The newcomers scanned the faces of the older Turkish society members for an explanation. From the looks of it, everyone else was as puzzled as they were. Mr. Wallace, the certified public accountant who was the Turkish society's arch- archivist and oldest surviving member, had contorted, almost pained, had a contorted almost pained expression as if you were lifting a heavy object or was just very constipated do you know what that means <laughs> like you have to go number two but like you can't go so you have to take medicine to go <laughs> okay that's funny lily the violin instructor who happened to be a Tur- the turkish society's resident physical defense expert stared angrily into the distance so infuriated by the presence of dr l that she couldn't even even get herself to nod and welcome to her old student, Yoyoji. Myrtle, the circus's bearded lady, and Pietro's, gal, and Pietro's gal Friday, stood nearby, grimacing with disapproval. Owen, meanwhile, kept standing up and sitting down, standing up again as if he were barely able to keep himself from walking over to the interloper and clobbing him. Oh, clobbering him. Clobbing. <laughs> Only Pietro seemed happy. He beamed like a proud parent, gesturing to the 3 available bales of hay. He said, "Take a seat, my young friends. Myrtle, can you can you make them some hot chocolate?" Muttering to herself, Myrtle disappeared into the camper. Dr. L glanced around the circle. "This is all of you? You're stronger in my imagination. I fear my visit here must be in vain." Owen stood up against the face, his face red and his fist curled. We are strong as we need to be, strong enough to crush you. Owen, the actor, am I right? Dr. L inquired. You certainly have a flair for the dramatic. I also have a flair for slugging people in the eye. Pietro motioned for Owen to sit. Please, my brother has come to tell us of his own free will at great risk to himself. We should listen to what he has to say. "'With all due respect, Pietro, are you blindly, are you blinded by love?' said Mr. Wallace. "'What can this man possibly have to say to us?' "'Lies and more lies,' Lily spit out. "'That's what.' "'She swatted the ground with her violin bow, "'and the rest of them knew the bow was secretly a sword. "'Lily appeared to be on the verge of using Dr. L.' Oh, using it on Dr. L. Anyone else care to share their feelings, asked Dr. L politely. Nobody said anyone, anything. Their silence was eloquent, though. Very well, he smiled thinly. As you all know, I am not a sentimental man. I do not shudder to see a baby bird taken from its nest. I do not flinch at the sight of blood. On the contrary... You take great pleasure in it, said Lily, gritting her teeth. Not pleasure, merely interest. I'm a scientist, but I'm still a man, somewhere inside. You're a little boy inside, that's what you are. Fratello mio, said Pietro, his old voice trembling with emotion. The little boy whose childhood was stolen from him by a despicable woman, Mrs. Mobius. Lily swatted the ground with her bow again, her rage reaching his boiling point. Boiling point. His childhood? What about the children he stole or the childhoods he stole? Dr. L. shrugged. Perhaps I'm still that boy or perhaps I was born old. Either way, I have discovered that even I have limits. No longer will I condone the unnecessary loss of life. Tell us why you're here, Pietro said gently. Well, this is an appropriate location because of what the what I have to say Concerns a ghost, said Dr. L, his eyes blazing in the firelight. The ghost of a Swiss doctor who lived 500 years ago. The greatest alchemist of time. Perhaps of all time. You mean the rot- the rottenest alchemist, said Malchemist. I mean, said Malchemist. Max Ernest, taking a cup of hot cocoa from Myrtle, who had just returned. He sipped greedily. Tasting the chocolate gave him courage to address Dr. L without fear. You're talking about the founder of the Midnight Sun, Lord Pharaoh. That man... "'That is the name he gives himself, yes. "'He is more than a touch of grandiosity. "'We know about him, just just ask him,' said Cass, "'taking her cup, and tell him to give me back my monocle. "'I don't think he cares much about the monocle now. "'You have something that he considers, considers much more precious, "'another band of gold, this one going back to ancient Egypt. "'I don't know what you're talking about,' said Cass coolly, "'doing her best not to call attention to the band of gold "'hanging from her chain under her shirt.' "'It's okay,' said Pietro. "'He knows you have it. "'Don't forget, Lord Pharaoh was alive "'when the Jester left it for you,' Cassandra, said Dr. L. "'The Ring of Thoth is the one of the reasons "'he's traveled to the present.' "'The Ring of Thoth?' Cass thought. "'That's what it's called, but what is its power?' "'Why are you telling us this?' said Owen suspiciously. "'To warn you,' said Dr. L., Looked and looked at Cass. "'As long as you have the Ring of Thoth, you're in danger. "'Lord Pharaoh will stop at nothing to get what he wants.' "'Like Miss Mavius sending a girl from my school to ask me for it? "'I think I can handle that. "'Next time I wager he'll come himself,' said Dr. L. "'Does this have anything to do with the missing mummy?' asked Yoyoji. "'Dr. L shook his head. "'I'm just, just as much in the dark as you are about that. "'But if Cass gives me the ring, I dare say the Midnight Sun will help with that little pickle that you're in the, with the museum.' My organization has been known to have some influence. We don't want your help, said Cass, her eyes flashing. Max Ernest, uncharacteristically quiet, studied Dr. L in his readings about the card games. Okay, hold on. What are you doing? Uh. Sit down. You're not a monkey. Sit down. You're kind of driving me freaking crazy. Oh my gosh, just stop moving. Dr. L in his readings about the card games. Max Ernest had read all about... Tells those little nervous habits that he, that tell us when somebody's bluffing. He didn't know Doctor L well enough to know what his was. Nevertheless, Max Ernest couldn't help but noticing the way that others, that the otherwise perfectly composed man was fidgeting with his gloved hands. As Max Ernest watched, a small red stain developed on Doctor L's glove. Blood. Think about it," said Doctor L. Urged, "If Lord Pharaoh gets what he wants, you won't have to worry about the mummy again. If not, I fear the mummy will be the least of your worries." You sound pretty sure about this, said Yo Yoji. Are you sure you don't know where the mummy is? I'm afraid not. And then Doc- and then Max Ernest noticed something truly telling. The gloved finger of the bloodstain was flapping loose. In a flash Max Ernest knew why. What happened to your hand? he asked. He asked, staring at Doctor L in the eye. Oh nothing, just a little accident, said Doctor L. Can we see? I wonder if they cut his finger off because the mummy lost a finger whatever for you know how we of the midnight sun are about showing our hands they aren't our best feature so then you'll admit that you're still a member said Cass. i admit nothing fine but you're not able to help us right right observed max Ernest. if you want us to believe you then you should put your hand then show us your hand as a gesture of good faith fair enough dr l started to pull the glove off of his right hand no your left of course dr l pulled off the left glove and held up his hand for inspection it was gnarled and veiny and showed the sign of age that was absent from the smooth handsome face worm pale from lack of the sun the skin was spotty scabby and scarred the yellowed fingernails were cracking and crooked it was as though his hands had aged ten years for every one that Dr. L had lived. The hand looked so old that it must have been a hand of a mummy. Most alarming, all of Dr. L's index fingers were missing. Oh, Dr. L's index finger was missing, a bloody bandage in its place. It's just what I thought. He's lying, said Max Ernest, spitting out a mouthful of hot chocolate with his excitement. Lord Farrow has the mummy. Why do you say that, said, Ms- said Mr. Wallace, staring at everyone like that. "'Oh, stare, uh, why do you say that?' asked Mr. Wallace, staring like everyone else at Dr. L's hands. "'Because he used Dr. L's finger to replace the one I broke off,' said Cass, catching on. "'That's why nobody was on the video,' said Max Ernest. "'The ghost went to get the mummy. It wouldn't look like anyone else. How about that?' "'And then Lord Pharaoh just walked out holding the mummy,' said Yoji, putting it all together. "'Like this. It, so it looked like the mummy was walking.' He demonstrated holding his hands as he was gripping the mummy's shoulder." Pietro's face went cold. "Luciano, is this true?" "There's no use denying it," said Dr. L. "It was my bad luck that my finger was the closest in size to the mummy's missing finger. Sadly for Lord Pharaoh, it didn't quite take. I fear that he will have to find the original." So he had he had his finger cut off for nothing. "Get out of here now," said Pietro, all traces of joy drained from his eyes. "You've lied to me for the last time. That's as you wish." Said Dr. L standing. But let me say I lied for a reason. If Cass knew Lord Pharaoh the, had the mummy, she would never give me the ring. Even if it was the best thing for her, for all for all of you. Cass nodded. Dr. L was definitely right about that. Not that she would ever give the ring in any case. But why did she keep it? Because it was given to her by the jester and and Anastasia. For some reason, and she doesn't know why it's important and she needs to keep it. She doesn't know why. Everything else I said was true, said Dr. L. I came here on my own accord to spare you, if I could. I see that now I was naive. When Lord Pharaoh gets his hand on the ring of Thoth, and mark my words, he will get his hands on it. He will be unstoppable, and you have no idea what you're up against. We'll take our chances, said Owen. You see, Lord Pharaoh believes he's really a Pharaoh, and therefore, like a Pharaoh, he shall be God on earth, said Dr. L, continuing somberly. The ring of Thoth is the key. When it's reunited... With the mummy, the secret will be revealed. Cass fancied, fancied she felt the ring buzzing against her, uh, buzzing against her chest. But she tried to ignore it. After Lord Farrell learned the secret, will he? He will be immortal and all powerful. He will claim anybody his, he desires as his own, whether the mummy's or one of ours. And he will make and he will walk the earth in our clothes, living like a god. The whole world will do his his bidding. As Doctor L pronounced these words, a breeze suddenly passed over them, and the flames of the campfire briefly flickered out, as much as they'd been, squ- as much as if they'd been squelched by a ghost. The group momentarily fell silent. Everyone staring nervously into the darkness. But if Lord Farrell was there, he showed no further sign. As I see it, you have two options, said Dr. L, looking at Cass. You can give me the ring now and hope Lord Pharaoh forgets about you. Never, said Cass, or you can try to beat him at his own game. You mean put the ring on the mummy before he does, asked Yoyogi, incredulous. That's right. If you restore the mummy's finger and you put the ring on him, then you, not Lord Pharaoh, will learn the secret. "'But uh, as we established earlier, Lord Pharaoh has the mummy, not us,' said Max Ernest. "'We don't even have the finger, and if we did, how would we put it back on?' "'At the risk of repeating the cliché, I didn't say it would be easy.' Um, "'Dr. L turned to his brother, Prego, a parting gift. "'Before Pietro could protest, Dr. L handed him a small glass vial "'that looked like a drop of oil and a flower petal at the bottom.' Mandolin rose, read the read the old, faded label on the side. The label was charred around the edges. The vial had survived a fire. That little bottle is the remains of our symphony of smells. Guard it. Guard it well, said Dr. L softly. Uh, fratello mio. I don't speak Italian, so I don't know what that says. With those parting words, Dr. L bowed curtly to a two the assembled members of the Turkish society, and walked out into the night. As the the grief-stricken Pietro opened the vial from the symphony of smells, he inhaled the scent, and the other adult Turkish members agreed about how best to respond to what Dr. L had told them. The part was, what part was true? What part was a lie? Could Dr. L be trusted at all? All the three members, meanwhile, stared into the fire, contemplating the days ahead, Each was thinking the same thing, that they had little choice to follow, but Dr. L's advice. Pietro might not insist that they go on such a foolhardy, dangerous adventure. He might even not allow it, but for him, the mission was clear as if it had been written on chalkboard. One, retrieve the mummy's finger. Two, put the finger back on the mummy. Three, put the ring back on the finger. Four, learn the secret. And five, pray they weren't falling into a trap. Hmm... I don't trust people that are bad, naughty people. Alright, moving on to the next. See you guys in three years. Yep, see you in three years on the next episode. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. See you in a minute.